right. Welcome back, everyone, for another edition of Talk 122 with your superintendent, Dr. Terrell Yarbrough. Um, thanks again for, for tuning in. Um, we haven't done one in a, in a couple weeks here. Um, weather, all kind of things happen. Uh, but we're here, and, and we're back better than ever. So this particular episode um, I'm excited about. Um, we're going to call this one um, Academic Excellence. And so first up, I have a couple of guests um, that I'm going to have for this episode. But the first one is um, Mr. Jake Hubert. Um, who's going to introduce himself, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, your, your path to Harlem um, and in your role, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Absolutely. So uh, my name is Jake Hubert. I'm the Director of Secondary Education here at Harlem School District. Uh, I started out in education as a high school math teacher. Um, I decided I wasn't seeing uh, enough people suffer with high school math, so I decided to become an administrator. Um, actually, I I do just joke about that. Um, you do have jokes. I hope that wasn't the one, though, because I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating some good ones. <laughs> that wasn't the one. Okay. That All wasn't right. the one. That but, was, uh, it was okay. But yeah. That was a good, that was a good start. All so, right. uh, you know, really enjoyed my time as a high school math teacher. I uh, had a couple people who said, you know, you really ought to look into administration. Um, plus, uh, it kind of helped in my personal life as far as uh, my, my wife being able to stay at home with her girls until they were able to go to school. And um, so I, I decided to go to the dark side and became an administrator. And my first job actually was in Poplar Grove at North Boone. Okay. Uh, I was the assistant principal there for five years. And uh, I had the opportunity then to become the principal. And I was there for um, for another 10 after that before I was able to lend a position here. Uh, I had actually worked with uh, Shelley Wagner previously mm -hmm. at North Boone, and she said, you know, Harlem's a great place to be. Okay. And uh, you so ought to check it out. So shout out to Dr. Out. Wagner. Yeah, okay. absolutely. She said, you ought to check it out. And so sure enough, I did, and uh, I haven't regretted a minute of it. Okay. All right. Well, that's good, and thanks for the, for the intro. Um, for the public out there. And so we're just going to jump right into the, the hard questions. And okay. it'll get, it'll get lighter. it get lighter <laughs> from there. So uh, yesterday we had a very important event, you know, at the high school, um, you know, our groundbreaking um, for the new CTE, um, you know, addition at the high school. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people don't know that uh, behind the scenes um, you're doing a lot, a lot of good work in, in helping us um, get to that point. And so if you can talk a little bit about how your role translates to CTE, you know, and obviously, you know, academic excellence. Absolutely. So, um, first of all, thank you for the compliment. And uh, I, through through CTE, uh, one of the big things the state's now trying to do, um, they've always, for a long time, they've had pathways now. Um, and the pathways, uh, as people have probably known them in the past, have been uh, four classes that students took towards um, towards a, a career area, an identified career area, and those uh, four four classes help them to develop skills towards a possible future career. Um, one of the things the state is now doing is is they're also saying, um, along with those four classes, four semesters worth of classes in a pathway, students should also be. Um, doing um, career exploration activities, doing some team-based challenges uh, based around those act, uh, based around those careers, um, earn or have an opportunity to earn six college credit hours, uh, and also um, 
do some work-based learning along the way, 60 hours of work-based learning. And uh, what the state's really trying to do with that is they're trying to say, you know, we want to give you an opportunity, A, to explore towards your future so you know what you want to be. Um, I I know I actually pursued my first degree in sports medicine uh, athletic training after high school, and uh, I I ended up earning my degree, but I would realized at the beginning of my senior year it was something – I didn't think I was going to use anymore. Okay. Um, I actually switched gears towards education at that point um, a- after earning my first degree. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something when I when I speak to a, a lot of different people, you know, they have common experiences where they go and they get that first degree. Uh, they spend time and money after high school towards something um, that they don't end up actually using. And this is something the state's trying to set up, um, you know, to, to help it so students – really know what they want to do. They have an opportunity to experience it. And then uh, along with that, it's not just that those classes are tied to a career specifically, but if we can also get them some college credits. So when they choose, it doesn't have to be an either or college or career. It really can be college and career. And the students can choose, do I want to go directly into um, the career of choice uh, because of the work experience that I have? Mm -hmm. Or because I have some college credits there as well, I could uh, go and pursue a degree uh, that relates to that that career. Um, so they have they really have a choice. And so uh, I've been working with a number of people uh, this year and really trying to understand um, how the state is is trying to get this implemented. And of course, since it's something newer, it's something that um, you know everybody's kind of feeling out. There's not right. one exact way to get to the end here. And so. Uh, what what Harlem specifically is doing um, by trying by adding this uh, addition and doing some renovations to some of the other programs there at the high school, um, they're really trying to bring things up to date, um, so students are able to get the latest and greatest in that field and really experiences it as it is, and uh, have a leg up um, for when they when they do end up graduating from high school, so so they can have that choice of career or, or college and, and decide what's best for them. No, thank you for that. I, I always learn something something new every day, and it's a particular case. I didn't know that you could probably take my ankle if I had an injury. I, I could, actually. I said probably, but I hope it's true. <laughs> I, I was good at taping ankles, okay. so All right. I just want to throw that yeah. out there. That's good. Yeah. good. Thank you for that. And so so with everything that you said about, obviously, you know, creating opportunities for kids, at least that's what I got from it, um, exposure and having a choice, right? Mm-hmm. So, so as a student... Um, possibly looking at this podcast um, when they're thinking about career in tech ed and and, and the changes that are going to be actually some of the changes that have already happened like you said with our pathways and being able to choose a certain pathway but also too with being able to now move our current facility where automotive and you know classes and our welding classes are and move it on campus right um, talk a little bit about you know why that is so important and, and, sure. and such a popular or could, could be such a popular thing Absolutely. So, uh, first of all, and I think it's important for um, the students to realize, and this is something we've had to express a number of time, uh, a number of times to, to people who are in a profession. Even a lot of people are afraid that by committing to a pathway as a freshman in high school, mm-hmm. that's my choice. Right. I, I can't go anywhere or do anything else. Um, the reality of it is, uh, we want to set up opportunities in in the way we're supposed to be setting this up is. They have an opportunity to experience some of it, and they can change their mind still if they want to. Maybe they won't fully earn a college and career pathway endorsement because they don't make it all the way through. Um, 
But the big thing is we want them to be able to explore things as they are. So um, we know that kids are, are going to change in high school. Um, so we want to encourage them and, and help them to understand you don't have to commit as, a, as an eighth grader or a freshman, even though we're asking you to commit and say you're going to start to take courses towards that. You still have opportunities to change, right. um, which I think is extremely valuable because people think, oh, my gosh, I'm choosing my future right here now. And, and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's your opportunity to explore. Okay. Um, you know, getting getting these uh, getting our students back on campus, uh, it's really going to help to maximize the amount of learning time they have towards their future. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the opportunity uh, during our last uh, school improvement day, our, our last SIP day with with the staff, to express to the high school, um, you know, those those other courses that kids have uh, been expected to take for graduation credits mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to English, the math, the social studies, the arts, um, you know, a lot of colleges are still looking for that foreign language. These are still classes that are really going to help to support them to their future. So it's not like, again, it's not like it's an either or I'm choosing a, a career pathway or I'm going to choose these other classes. It really is, um, you know, the arts, and believe it or not, I think when, pe- when people think about engineering, a lot of times they think about mathematics. Okay. Um, and you have to have quite a bit of creativity when you start to talk about engineering. And so the arts do a wonderful job of fostering creativity in that sense. And so get into the arts because um, that's going to help support it. Um, knowing knowing a foreign language and being able to earn a seal of bioliteracy is going to pay off, um, and not just here in the United States, but on a global economy because everything's connected nowadays. And so, um, I think a, a lot of people also look at those pathways, and they think, um, you know, I, I'm going to have to choose that. But really, all these other classes help to support you into that future career as well. Right. And this is maximizing the opportunity for those those students then to, to take those other classes um, to support their future choices. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for all of that. So now we're going to have a little bit of fun. Okay. You know, this is that this is that time now where we transition into, um, you know, the audience getting to know you a little bit deeper, right? So mm-hmm. now we've learned a little bit about your role, what you do, um, and those type of things. And so um, some people know that you love animals. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and you got quite a quite a few of them. Right. And so my question to you and sharing with the public, like because you have snakes and, and all those things, um, which ones are your favorites? Like what do you what do you which ones? Which, one, which animals do you have that's your favorite? OK, so my favorite animals are actually the snakes. Um, <laughs> so, I was, so I was right by mentioning snakes. first. Correct. Okay. So we have dogs, cats, uh, snakes. Uh, we're adding chickens to the list. Maybe eventually goats. I actually grew up on Wait, a small you said hobby goats? farm. Eventually goats. Eventually goats. Eventually mm. probably goats to the mix. Wow. Um, and this okay. is more my wife pushing some of the farm animal okay. side of things. So no bison though. Not Cause, yet. Because I, I recently heard that Rick Ross, he's a rapper in Atlanta. He has land and he has bison. Just just run around. Sure. And he told people that if you ever see my bison, just give them carrots. And I'm well, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you talk to my wife, she may consider that. Okay. So be careful. I'll just ask you not to bring okay. that up to All her. All right. All right. Yeah. So um, my, my favorite is snakes. They're, the genetics in it are, are incredible. And um, just, you know, in, in order to have certain colors and certain patterns, both parents have to pass it down. There are some where they, mm-hmm. only one parent has to pass it down. Okay. And really trying to plan it out and hit the odds and, and – uh, 
some of the really cool um, patterns and colors that come out of it are, are pretty amazing. And so, so am I hearing you, like you mate snakes, am I hearing you correctly or? A- absolutely. Okay. I, I've, I've got two males in with two females right now. In fact, okay. yeah. This, this, is, this podcast has took a turn, but yeah. all right. <laughs> I, I took us down this path. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Favorite animal, though? I do want to plug this in there. Favorite animal is an octopus. It's an octopus. It's incredibly intelligent and incredibly okay. um, adaptive. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's pretty amazing. Okay, okay. So a lot of people, too, know who know you know that you love to do dad jokes. So can you give us a clean... Dad joke yeah, for the, absolutely. For the, for the public here, I'd love to. Okay. So uh, this guy came up to me the other day and he was trying to sell me a coffin. I told him that's the last thing I ever need. <laughs> I thought the audience in the back was going to laugh at that. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for uh, being a part of this um, and 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 really truly. Um, Obviously, North North Boone's loss is our gain, and um, you know we we love having you around, and um, I think our staff and our students appreciate the the job that you do each and every day. So really appreciate you. And so um, for last, before you take the ESPN shot, because for those oh. that don't know, um, he came in practicing, you know, this shot. So we'll see if he gets this. But um, what's the if there's anything that you want to sum up, you know, with the audience, just about you know what you kind of talked about. Um, in, in our brief time together, anything you would like to say? Sure. Actually, I'll, I'll actually take a little bit of a turn here. Um, you know, I, as far as education itself goes, I, I like to exercise. And so, um, you know, one of the basic principles of exercise is the overload principle. Okay. okay. So you have to push yourself um, with the weights in order to break down the muscle fibers so they actually grow back stronger. And that's how you build muscle. It, it is actually from those okay. fibers tearing and then regrowing back stronger. Huh. Interesting. Amazing. So, so I shouldn't go with the, the lowest amount possible. You, you shouldn't go with the lowest amount possible. Okay. But amazingly, the overload principle applies to so many a- other aspects of our lives, including our education okay. and uh, just developing as a person. Because if we sit in our comfort zone and we don't ever push ourselves outside of that comfort zone, we're not going to grow. Hmm. And so I would really highly encourage people in everybody's comfort zone and, and overload is, is a little bit different. And I think that's one of the, the difficulties of education um, is trying to find that difference for every single person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you when, when you find that right balance, um, you know, we really help students and, and even ourselves to, to really grow. Love it. All right. Well, thank you for that. I'm going to go talk to my wife about the overload piece yeah. of working out because I, I definitely yeah. – <laughs> so we're going to have to do that. All right, so here's, here's your chance. Okay, the overload principle. I've been practicing, so. Okay, all right. Ooh, I was, I was hoping, you know. <laughs> At least if I so miss, it would have been stronger, yeah. but – I mean, overload principle, in my opinion, would mean you would try again at least once. Okay, okay. If I'm allowed, you better believe it. All right. Is this thing regulation or what? (laughs) Yeah, you you made the first one. All right, well, well, thanks a lot for being on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) 
but welcome back, everyone, um, for part two <laughs> of our engaging conversation about academic excellence. Um, it's live, right? So we, <laughs> we just we just keep going with it. Um, I'm going to have you introduce yourself uh, to the audience, um, what you do, your role here at Harlem, um, how long you've been in Harlem, and then we'll go from there. All right. Uh, I'm Becky Logan. I'm the director of elementary education. Um, I don't remember what year I am within the district, um, but it has been my entire career. So um, from the time that I student taught till now, I've only been at Harlem. Okay. And that's, and that's awesome because you know, I was thinking your, with your colleague, um, he had a different journey, a different school district, um, and came to us, which is a great way um, to get individuals. But you started with us and you stayed with us. So that's also a great way. Um, so that's really cool. And so can you tell us uh, a little bit about, um, when you think about elementary, right, and our elementary students, um, obviously it's different for elementary students at the elementary level than it is for high school, right? And so talk a little bit about um, what's important for them in those formative years in elementary school before they get to secondary. Sure. And Jake and I have had several conversations about this as well, that we live in two different worlds, it seems like, sometimes, yeah. um, just because elementary and secondary are so different. Right. Um, and so when we talk about our elementary being anywhere from early childhood through sixth grade, um, just the amount of growth that occurs. <laughs> this is live. <laughs> is something going to come out? <laughs> it's Jay, man. You're the animal, dude. <laughs> You're going to see me, like, run real fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back. It's coming back somewhere else. Gosh, I'm just not tall enough. Can we get a chair on top right of it? Oh, it's like over. I was wondering what that was, and then it came closer. To I was like, there's no way I would see that thing. Oh, we got a, we got a bloopers now. <laughs> this is the episode. <laughs> this got off the rails. Oh man! <laughs> I'm so sorry. So where, I was where were you? With so to distracted by that. Because <laughs> as soon as you looked up, I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I, well, I thought maybe a, a light was fizzling out at first. Oh, <laughs> I thought. All right, so you and Jake talking about the differences between <laughs> elementary and secondary. Um, yes, so we, I've told Jake before, it's like it's two different worlds, really. Okay. We talk about things differently. Um, just even the standards, the way they're written are different. Right. Um, and so we think about anywhere from early childhood through sixth grade, just the immense amount of growth that occurs. Right. Um, and you have such great years where you have this element of we're going to learn to read and then we're okay. going to read to learn. And so we get to see that entire transition that happens Absolutely. for a kiddo as, as they gain those skills. Okay. No, that's that's good. Thank you for that. And so a little bit of our time have, have been spent talking about kids, right, um, and their growth and, and things of that nature. But another part of your position is working with our teachers and getting them prepared, obviously, to help our kids grow. So can you talk a little bit about that and how sure, you help them. absolutely. So we have a fantastic group of teachers who work so hard in this district. Um, and so I love every opportunity that I get to talk with teachers, see what they're doing, hear about their classrooms. 
Um, and I think part of that for me too is making sure that as a district that we are staying out in front of things. So as new things come up on the horizon or as we start getting more curious about a topic that we're prepared to provide the professional development to match that. Um, but also keeping that balance of what's too much to balance, mm -hmm. you know, when is the right time to push forward with something new versus, you know what, let's watch this play out for a little while and then we'll start, you know, put our toe in the water in a little bit. So trying to keep that balance between what's, what's a priority right now, right. what do we have the capacity to take on, yeah. and what is something that would be great to pursue probably down the line. Gotcha, gotcha. No, thank you for that. And that's, that's, that's an important piece, right, in, in helping our teachers, obviously, and supporting them to support our kids. And so an, another piece to this, too, which your job, which is <laughs> a big job, right, is also working with our administrators, right, our, our principals. And so can you talk a little bit about that, too, of how you support our principals as well? Sure. Um, and, and I work with a great group of administrators in this district as well. Um, and I, I hope that I can support them in any capacity that they need, whether that is jumping in to help with special scheduling okay. or if that's um, even just as we are working through Illinois State, um, the Illinois Assessment of Readiness, just our IR testing that's going on right okay. now in schools, just to make sure what are their needs, what are professional development needs that might be different for their specific building rather than district-wide, mm -hmm. and just trying to work with them to meet um, what's going on with their staff. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you. And so now we're going to transition a little bit into some, some more um, get-to-know-you type questions, um, some funny questions as well and so you know I'm a former basketball coach right love sports love love basketball and so anytime I see someone um, you know who's, who's kind of tall you know I always think did they play basketball or things like that and so can you tell us a little bit about you know your your sports you know activities things of that nature <laughs> yep so I'm not what I would call overly athletic um, I have at least passed on the height to my children, okay. so we'll see where their athletic okay. right. <laughs> endeavors go. Um, but I played one year of basketball in middle school. I played one year of softball in high school, but kind of what I had started from middle school through high school and had really a passion for was our dance team. And so I had joined my dance team both in middle school and in high school and was the captain of my, one of the captains of the dance team my senior year. Okay. And so that has been my passion. Awesome. Awesome. So anyone out there that's going to work with Miss Logan knows she loves dance. So there, there you go. <laughs> All right. So, so in saying that then, what's your favorite dance movie? Oh, my favorite but dance yeah, movie. For, for me, for me, it's Save the Last Dance. Oh. I, I, just, I just love that movie. Goodness, I'm blanking right now. I just knew you were going to have one. I'm going to have one. Um, I can't even think of the name of it right now, but I remember watching it so much, like in middle and high school, uh -huh. with Julia, Julia Stiles. Yep. What's that one? Save the Last Dance. Is it Save the Last Dance? Save the last is that dance. what it is? That's probably it then. <laughs> yep. yep. So see, there you go. Yep. And I, I, I love that movie as well. And so another question, too, that I wanted to ask your, your colleague, but I didn't, um, is who's your favorite person in the district? So many favorites, um, so it would be really difficult to choose one. So I'm just going to change the question okay. <laughs> um, to somebody who I'm grateful for, which there are many of that as well. Um, but that would probably be Becky Gerard, okay. um, a former ones? principal at Maple Elementary. Um, 
mostly because, you know, she was kind of that epitome of a calm nature, level-headed, professional, but she, she saw something in me, offered me my very first teaching job, and so I will be eternally grateful for that. Awesome, awesome. And she still comes back and um, substitutes um, for us a little bit as a principal, and, and so we, we really appreciate you, um, Ms. Gerard, so thank you. All right, so now is the time for you to uh, take a shot at the ESPN basket. Your colleague failed miserably, so let's see what oh, you do. Let's see here. I will probably. Ooh. Ooh. That wasn't even hard. <laughs> I don't even think you tried. I don't even think I you don't... even shot it. There you go. Yeah. Not quite. It I went think, around. Yeah, it went but... around, but hey, you, 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 yeah. you got it. You did that. <laughs> um, but thank you for, for being on. I really thank appreciate you for that. Me. Um, um, for, for both of these um, segments, whether it was elementary or secondary, um, for me, the common theme is is obviously you know growth, um, you know just just supporting each other. Whether it's you supporting um, teachers, you know students, admin, um, and your colleague at the secondary level, you know doing the exact same thing, it's uh, supporting each other, and, and that's a that's a great feeling. Yep. So so I appreciate that. So as always, um, you know I thank you for tuning in. Um, you, this, if you would have saw the behind the scenes of this podcast, um, so we may come with some bloopers um, at some point. This was a, a very unique one, a funny one, um, uh, but also a, a serious one as well when we talk about um, celebrating the academics that are going on in the Harlem School District. Um, so like, like always, um, again, thanks for watching. I am Harlem. You are Harlem. We are Harlem. Take care, everybody. <laughs>